1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Super J Cast. I'm John Abraham, joined by Damon McDonald. Damon, here's uh, an amusing opening bit that makes you think I'm talking with excitement and enthusiasm about the main event of Sacro Genesis, but in a hilarious swerve, I'm actually talking about Godzilla versus King Kong. Oh, <laughs> you saw it? Was it good? I, it, it was good. Yeah, yeah I, it was my first trip to the cinema for about two years, I think. And, and weirdly, the last film I saw at the cinema was the last Godzilla film. I just. I guess these, these are sort of my guilty pleasure, these big monster films. I feel like they should be seen on the big screen. So Mali gave me the afternoon off, uh, gave me permission to go out <laughs> and to the cinema on uh, Sunday afternoon. It was a rainy day, and I I had uh, two portions of popcorn Ooh. to myself because they had four flavours I wanted to try, but they, they wouldn't let me mix four flavours in one large portion. So I had two smalls. I had one mix of truffle flavor and cheese flavor, and one mix of sweet flavor and barbecue flavor. Mm. So I sat there, munching my popcorn, watching the big monsters hit each other, and it was really fun. I had a lovely afternoon.
0: That's fantastic. That is fabulous. You know, I thought of you actually this week as well. So uh, we went to a, uh, a uh, food market that had um, lots of varieties of the crisps. Um, and I took a bunch of pictures. I never did wind up sending them to you, though, did I? Um, but uh, I
1: one of them was, was called Numb Hot Pot. It was
0: like <laughs> the, the, the literal flavor. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. N-
1: numbing and spicy hot pot. Yes. That's, that's, that's a Chinese, well, a Sichuan specialty, ma la. So ma is uh, numbing, right from the Sichuan peppercorns that like, make your mouth all tingly. And la is spicy from the chili so like when you have Sichuan hot pot you pour in a load of the, the dry chilies for the spiciness and the, the the pink Sichuan peppercorns for the the numbing flavor it's it's a bit of a quiet taste but I'm into it I'm a big fan
0: I liked it um I, what like it, I think I like worked myself up more than anything else because it wasn't that brutal you know what I mean it wasn't like it was like one of those jalapeno chips that you fucking eat um no it's, it's more
1: like kind of fragrant spiciness isn't it
0: yeah Exactly right. Exactly right. So I have that. I have one that's like um, chicken wing, and the grilled chicken wing, and then another one that's like grilled pork, and I got a whole bunch of them. And I was like, I was like, ah, this is you would you would. I mean, not for nothing. For me, it was exciting because you know they don't have that stuff, and you know you're not going to walk into a convenience store near me and find that. Um, So, but for you, you would see these like every day. But I was just like, oh, my God, this is, this is exactly uh... – it was just a fun afternoon. Like, I got really excited. I turned it to Joel Abraham, Chris Boy, <laughs> just picking out different packets, being like, oh, I want to try this, oh, I want to try this, oh, I want to try this. So there you go. That was my last weekend. That, uh, that along with Sakura Genesis and me losing Daily Fantasy Hockey. Actually, I won. So I'm, I'm starting to get a little um, – I have a new obsession, Joel, and that's called Daily Fantasy Hockey. So you can play. Um, it's, it's gambling. It's basically gambling, but you pick your players every day, and whoever does the best wins money. That's, that's the simplest way I can describe it. So, but every day you do it, and then there's like little formulas that you look for. So you look for line matchups, and you look for all kinds of crazy fucking things. And sometimes I win, and sometimes I lose, just like regular gambling. Um, but I don't bet a lot. Like I don't. I don't. Like 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 you could play games where. Like literally you're putting in a quarter or or you're putting in like like a dollar um so it's not like a high stakes here, but you know I'll wake up in the morning when it's all said and done and it's like all the games are over all the late games are over and I'm already in bed i wake up my phone and be like, ah, you won fifty bucks ah, you I I invested what three dollars you know what I mean so and then there's a times like last night where I wake up and i I won one dollar and I invested three so that's not a good that's not a good night. Uh, but it's a new obsession of mine. I'm really into it. I'm really fun.
1: No one cares about it. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like it should be a leading into a, a mybookie dot com ad read, but they don't want to sponsor us no more. <laughs> no, no.
0: Well, they don't have daily the daily fantasy. That's the problem. So they don't have that. So I have. I don't feel that bad now. Um, uh, I I happen to spend my money uh, with DraftKings. So that, that's that's where, that's where my money's going. Um, yeah, so – and did, you know what's weird is uh, – and I'm so far out of the loop. It's unbelievable. I was watching a uh, hockey game, and they were went to in-between periods. Uh, right, and now we're going to go to Titus O'Neil. WrestleMania is next weekend, and I'm like, what? <laughs> it is? Yeah, it's in Tampa, Florida this year, and uh, 40,000 people are expected. I was like, What? <laughs> How many people? Did you not got your
1: ticket, Damon.
0: What? <laughs> I was like, wait, wait, what are we doing?
1: Uh, yeah.
0: I was watching, um, and again, I work from home. Um, and I have access to lots and lots of sports, Joel. I can watch sports anywhere in the world. You name the game. I can, I can pop it on. Um, and I was watching a baseball game, Texas Rangers. 40 something thousand people in this fucking stadium. Not a mask to be found. I was just like, well, we've we've officially turned our back on this <laughs> everybody's getting everybody's getting vaccinated and we're just we're, we're saying fuck this shit baseball time I was like, oh my god like I felt bad for like the people who had to work there and the people who like even the players like you got 40,000 mouth breathers around you like oh, what are we doing? Can't we just
1: wait a little bit longer? I guess not. I guess everybody's excited. Everybody. Yeah, I mean it's these adults, you know, they know what they're doing, they know what they're signing yeah. up for. It's you know, it's it's one thing. Uh if you're if you're putting other people at risk who are not willingly signing up for that situation, then yeah, that's bad. But I mean this is a bunch of people who, you know, resume or whatever, they want to buy their ticket and crash yep. <laughs> as as our favourite expression goes, then go for it, why not?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, again, my my biggest problem is it's not necessarily them, it's the fact that then you take that elsewhere. Again, if you lots of vaccinations going on. I, 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 I will say, United States, very proud. About fucking time. We did something right. Um, we are moving very fast in, in the vaccinations, which is fantastic news. Um, so we'll all have 5G in us. <laughs> we'll all be tracked. And everything will be Bill Gates controlling you yes, with little, little,
1: yeah, little pads. Yeah.
0: yeah. Oh, boy. I had a long conversation. Um, I don't even know if I want to disclose who. Damon, was... why do you keep
1: promoting Microsoft Windows? You don't even have an ad read with them.
0: <laughs> oh, um, I don't even know if I if, if I am at liberty to say who I spoke with. Um. So, but but uh, we were talking about wrestling and everything. And we were talking about how things have changed, and we've been talking about just you know times that we had shared together uh in a non-sexual way. <laughs> um to be clear, I just wanted to just clear up whatever uh, dirty minds people had. Um and uh yeah, we were even we were even talking about the show and how the show the show has evolved and all that stuff and like we just, just we're we're both like we're we're just kind of happy that we're talking about wrestling. You know what I mean? Like that or that, you know, the conversation is wrestling um so let's 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 do that let's let's uh let's do that or we could talk about godzilla and, and king kong and what your thoughts were yeah unfortunately
1: dan people want me to talk about godzilla versus king kong right. don't want me to talk about wrestling. <laughs> kyle <laughs> says please talk more about godzilla versus kong than new japan this episode uh andrew says book a godzilla king kong tag team running in new japan uh alex said if you could pick one wrestler to go one-on-one with king kong who would it be and why is it will osprey Uh, Mint from from our Discord has got got a good one here a classic Japanese franchise with a rich and deep history with amazing moments going back through decades that now relies on the lowest common denominator trash and westernised bullshit to appeal to idiots Heard the new Godzilla was pretty good though (laughs) Good stuff there Great stuff there Um, Yeah, I I enjoyed it a lot I always like these films I think my favourite of the the franchise, if you will, um, I really like Kong Skull Island. That's a good one. If you haven't seen that, Damon, it's just you know these kind of films. You could just switch your brain off for two hours and have fun and enjoy the the big monsters hitting each other really hard. Um, Would you recommend well, me going
0: see to see this movie? Am I going to walk out in the uh, first
1: ten minutes and be like, I can't fucking sit through this? Is it good? If you like monsters beating the shit out of each other, then yeah, well, who it's does? you know there's nothing cerebral about it. It's it's really silly but to me satisfying very very pro wrestling um, I mean there's sort of inversions on it like in the, the first Godzilla film the 2014 one which I really like uh, the, the main event of that if you will is uh, uh, a baby face Godzilla getting uh, in a handicap match against the two heels uh, but this one at the end of the film I, you know, I don't want to give too much away but there's uh, an, an interesting Inversion of that, a bit, you know, saying, bit, me... bit dodgy booking there, if you ask me. But not how I, not how a, a purist would like the, the main event of the film to be laid out. But still, it was it was good fun anyway. So, I would I recommend you to see it? You don't like films, though, do you? No, I can't sit through them. I, I, I,
0: I have. Faith. I, it's a challenge for me to sit through. Um, Look,
1: to, to be honest, any time. Something was going on screen that didn't have Godzilla and or King Kong in it. I was fucking about with my phone. Like when it had like you know the plucky young teen, they just trying to infiltrate the base. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, I'm just like "Ah, right back on Twitter. Let's see what's going on. Just you know, wake me up when the the monsters come back, please. Right. Okay, that would be me. Maybe I can get a compilation. Maybe just get
0: like you know, you know how people back in the day used to get it like a Jeff Lynch compilation tape.
1: I just want a. uh, That's all. That's all I want. I just want the fight scene. Yeah. I had the same thought yesterday because I want to rewatch some of them. I want to rewatch the previous one, Godzilla King, the Monsters, but I don't want any of the, the in, in, intervi- interlying bullshit. I don't want to know what the humans are doing. Okay, just give me, like, a 40-minute condensed cut of, of all the monster bits, please. So I'm sure it's out. I should have a look for it. But uh, I'll tell you, then, one thing I was disappointed. You know, we've got all these uh, advances in technology and great graphics and everything. I, I was keeping an eye out. I wanted to see, you know, what what, what these monsters are packing you know how what, what's uh what's king kong going got going on in the uh the downstairs department you know how does it size up with godzilla but if, nothing i could see nothing they they'd hidden it away i was really disappointed <laughs> i thought that was my segue <laughs> i picked up my it phone it can be i swear to god, <laughs> who, god I up, who, I, who do you think looks after their uh, their junk better godzilla or king kong oh definitely godzilla godzilla is probably
0: a little bit easier you know we're talking about scales right king kong's got a lot a lot to trim up a lot to clean up a lot to you know to uh to shave down and everybody's getting excited everybody's like at the edge of their chair and they're like could this possibly be is it is it is this really happening again and i'm here to tell you yes it is happening again guys it is happening again uh am I, is it happening now though joel
1: I think so. Yes, yes, it is happening now. Oh, it's happening now. It's back. Your fa- everyone's favorite part of the show. Went on hiatus for a while, but Damon, take it away. Look, this is what the people want. This is what the people want. The people clamor.
0: The people, the people have, have spoken, and they demanded that uh, there be a reunification, if you will. Speaking of unifications, a reunification of uh, this fine podcast, Super Cast the leader in New Japan Pro Wrestling podcast, Uh, as well as our favorite sponsor. That's right, kids. Manscaped is back. Manscaped is back. That's right. And that means you're going to hear about all of our (laughs) grooming habits and all uh, of all the uh, fine products. That our friends at Manscaped, the new innovations to keep your balls smelling fresh, to keep you well-groomed, to keep your lovers happy, to keep yourself happy, because you know it as well as I do, that down there matters. Grooming matters. Look, it's all about Manscaped, right? They hooked me up with a big package, a Speaking of which, not that package, everyone. A big parcel, if you will. And inside of that, oh my God, I got the uh, lawnmower 3.0, right? So uh, we can just right through. No nicks, no cuts. It is a work of art and it is a monster, if you will, <laughs> in taking care of that grooming, right? Advanced skin safe technology. That's trademarked, pal. Uh, I feel confident shaving my nether regions. Now, in addition to this trimmer, it comes uh, with an LED light. So for that late night grooming sessions, <laughs> you can be certain you're not going to miss a spot. All right? And then again,
1: Texas based listeners, if the power goes out, don't worry about it. You can shave your balls in the dark. Yeah, that's right. It has a little—it is pretty cool, actually. It has a little
0: light, and it's like—I uh, was playing around with that. Uh, and, of course, it's my favorite. My favorite thing of all is that Manscaped anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. you got to keep your balls moisturized. Who knew, right? Listen, you already put deodorant on your armpits. Why are you not putting deodorant on the smelliest part of your body? And that's where all the fun happens, right? Right? So if you smell nice down there, you know you'll get more attention down there. That's the, that's what we're talking about here. So again, it's Manscaped. They are the best. Look, here's what we want to do, and here's what we want you to do. Get 20% off free shipping with the code. What's the code, Joel? Do you know the code?
1: Yes, the code is Jcast. Oh! Ah! jcast it's all one oh, word.
0: Okay, didn't have the code. So jcast all one word. Let me repeat that. Get 20% off free shipping with the code jcast. And that's at manscaped.com. Manscaped.com. 20% off. Again, you get that crop the 3.0 Blast away those pubes. You get the the uh, deodorant. Uh it's uh, I can't I can I can't imagine Someone not wanting to invest in the uh, health and the uh, grooming of your balls. I can't imagine it. Again, 20% off. Free shipping with the code Jcast at Manscaped.com. Welcome back, Manscaped. We've missed you. Our balls have missed you, and uh, our listeners have have missed you. So, again, show your support. Manscaped.com. 20% off. Jcast is your code and get the right tools for the job with Manscaped.
1: Okay, so let's move on to the wrestling then. Uh, We had Sacra Genesis take place at the weekend. And, Damon, we have a brand new first-time IWGP champion here. Something that I think made made total sense from a booking perspective. We've both been calling this outcome for nearly a year now. Very good 30-minute main event between two really good wrestlers. The hot new heel, going over clean, shaking things up in the division but it seems nobody gives a shit, right? <laughs> there was no buzz for this whatsoever. So what is going on here? I mean, without going into the match itself, big picture thoughts, Damon. What's, what's going on? What's wrong with New Japan? Um, I just think that the,
0: the um, importance and the, the, the feeling of things mattering uh, is, is somewhat lost. It, nothing feels important. Um, that being said, the positives are, I thought this match was fucking tremendous. I thought this match was great. Um, I thought these two guys put on, uh, a, a worthy heavyweight title match on a show that was, you know, let's be honest here. The undercard card was, was there. Um, there were, there were highlights. Don't get me wrong, but that main event carried that show, um, as a main event should, and and no one is doubting these these guys as as wrestlers. I mean, these we all know these guys can go. I mean, if you think Will Ospreay can't fucking go, you're you're, you know, you're you're wrong. <laughs> and if you think Kota Ibushi can't go, you're you're wrong. Um and they and they proved it. They put on a worthy match. The problem is is that that aura and that that magic that New Japan Um, and whether that's through the cumulative booking over the past year, year and a half, um, has damaged that there, there was no buzz for this, Uh, you know, on, on a world title change for this company, when that occurs, my phone, I would usually wake up or see, uh, or be involved in a massive amount of texts and, and posts and, and. Um, now that again, I, as I told Joel, that might have to do with my lack of keeping up social engagement with others. But uh, the fact remains that um, it, as using me as a barometer, it felt like no one, no one cared. No one cared. Um, that's a huge problem to me. That's 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 a massive problem. But here is the good news. And and again, if, if anybody is shocked by Will Ospreay winning this title, you have not listened to this show. Because, we, again, as Joel has said, we have said this countless times, that this company wants big things for Will Ospreay. They, they feel like he is a cornerstone type of guy. And we've said it for years on this. So this should come as no shock. Um, we have great programs around the corner. I mean, if if this is to, you know, the closing th- credits, <laughs> if you will, if we're using a movie theme, the cro- closing scenes, you know, is we're getting Ibushi out of the way uh, and we're setting up for both a Shingo match and, a, and an Okada match. That's exciting to me. Like, that feels like, okay, I'm 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 down for that. Now, again, uh, I, we'll, well, I'm sure we'll talk about it, and I don't want to jump ahead too far, but the Okada thing to me is somewhat silly in the sense that it's not the same Okada that we got, you know, th- two, three years ago where we're passing a torch. Um, where it doesn't feel as special, but it's still... I think significant. Um, And I get people's arguments of the guy fucking lost new Japan cup. And now he's just showing up and saying, Oh, title match. Okay, great. And I get the other side of it of, okay, Okada beat Will Ospreay many times. And now, you know, he's got to get over that hurdle. I, I get that. It just feels clunky to me. It just feels a little weird. Anywho, the match itself, I thought delivered. Um, And I am excited for what's to come. That's for sure.
1: Okay, I think fair points there. But um, just in terms of the sort of general aura around New Japan at the moment, we've got a lot of questions on this behalf. Uh, Jason says, I want to know, I just want to know what kind of alcohol and or drugs Ghetto has been doing lately with this booking. Jeremy says, Are oh, New Japan are doing too much? Nothing specific, but just everything. Cola Blue says, I started with New Japan around the same time as Joel, Wrestle Kingdom 11. How much of the current malaise do you think is attributed to the fact that we now know the product too well? The honeymoon period's over and we've taken off the rose-tinted spectacles. Where do we go from here? And Tofa says, What do you think the main reason is behind the general negativity towards New Japan over the past 12 months? They're still producing good matches, in my opinion. They've been promoting new stars to the top level, Um, All has been uh, done during the pandemic. Uh, Now, uh, David, I had a long and interesting chat about some of these points in the Voices of Slack with people like Joe, John, uh, Sue Williams, Andrew. So I'm going to try and summarise some of the the points that came out of that chat. And and look, a lot of people are uh, tuning out at the moment and cancelling their subscriptions. I, I think they feel with Osprey as champion the same way that, you know, a different group of people felt with Naito and Evil as champion. They're just, they're not interested in the top programs. And it it just, it does feel very off right now. And I think the clap crowds are are still a part of that. Apparently the Japan Times says vaccinations for older people in 11 cities are projected to end between August and March next year. So the clap crowds, they're not going away anytime soon, unfortunately. So you just, you mix together like the clap crowds, Uh, A new title that nobody cares about, a pretty weird Ibushi title reign, the pacing of the schedule, all messed up to cover these COVID losses. And, you know, I think it's fair to say that COVID's fucked up a lot of their big things, like uh, the LIJ stories they are going on last summer, Ibushi's title win, his title reign... Ospreay winning the big one, you know, in front of a, a hot crowd that are allowed to make noise, a lot of those things might have come across a, a better than they actually did. Um, I think losing Hiromu is a big blow as well, because they were clearly elevating him to be a main eventer as junior champion, and and in turn elevate the junior title to be a credible headliner for these B-shows, which I think would have mitigated losing the Intercontinental title, but now Hiromu's out, so I think now we're putting the Never title in in that spot, which historically is not a main event title. And we've got a new World Heavyweight Championship that, as I said, it doesn't have the credibility right now. So, uh, big picture, I don't know, to me, I I could be off here, but it feels like New Japan doesn't have many big stories left, right? So, I mean, Jay White's face turn, that's the big one, but there's no solid evidence that that's happening right now. And it just feels like, you know, the big guys, Okada, Naito, Tanahashi, Ibushi, they've achieved pretty much everything. And... I'm asking myself, are there compelling main event stories that you can tell with anyone else on the roster that can move the needle? And I, I'm looking at people like maybe Shingo, maybe Zach, and, you know, obviously we're in a transitional phase with New Japan, um, but I'm not sure what we've achieved so far. Evil, for his cup of coffee with the title, he's gone straight back into the mid cards. I think the act is already w- worn out It's welcome. Um, I'm not sure if he's got anything compelling left. Maybe use him as an obstacle for Hiromu to overcome in the future. Uh, personally, I've got zero interest in Sanada's potential title chase. I'm not convinced it's going to happen. I think he blew his shot against Ibushi in both the G1 Final and the, the New Beginning title match. Shingo, I think you got something there. There, there was a big babyface energy for him in the New Japan Cup. You know, maybe if you position Osprey as Shingo's uh, his younger, faster rival who he just can't beat in the big matches. You know, that, that's a good start there. I think they got something they can build on. And um, Osprey, for, for his part, now he's the champion. You can only really use him as at the moment, as a final boss for for someone else's chase, like a because you know, sure as hell, not any compelling babyface stories you can do with him. Uh, I mean, at least not for the Western audience. Maybe with the Japanese fans, but I think I think Zach could be a good babyface forward to chase Osprey. But the the top top stars, those names I mentioned before, they don't really have any interesting stories left to tell. Like, what can you do with a a Naito or an Okada or Ibushi to get people excited? And and what fresh uh, high profile matches are there? The one I give you is Naito versus Osprey. You know, I'd be up for Naito getting the title back against him potentially. Um, we could be in for a long Osprey Okada title feud. Osprey's clearly Okada's protege, but I don't think that has a satisfying ending because Okada always beats Osprey. So if that happens, then it's nothing new, especially not with Okada potentially being champion again. Um, I mean, there is a story there with Osprey. Perhaps finally managing to beat Okada cleanly, but that's a story for a babyface, not a heel champion. And you know, it could be a longer story of Osprey having to ditch Empire and turn face to get that job done. But it's not a story that interests me personally. And, and really, my, my feeling is, though, since Nighter won at Wrestle Kingdom fourteen, they haven't laid the groundwork for that next big story and payoff. So it just—I don't know—the company feels like a lot of other people have said this. Actually, it's like it's like the great matches in a vacuum company, where the in-ring stuff is still really good but I'm lacking that emotional investment and the hot crowds that are going to push a you know four and a half star match to a five star unforgettable classic so yeah just to summarize really we've got a a promotion that is clearly transitioning into a new era and that's tricky enough as it is but it's unfortunately coincided with um the, the the lack of real crowds that I think could have papered over some of the dodgy booking decisions um I mean, and you mentioned it. That said, I think there's enough interesting stuff coming up with Shingo and Okada and Osprey to pique my curiosity, and hopefully, with some main event bangers, a bit of consistency. If New Japan stopped doing silly and weird things, I think there's reason to be optimistic.
0: There's a lot of good points there.
1: Um,
0: let's 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 see if I can throw in my two cents and have it make any sense. One, um, we we. We we do have a situation where it's uh, proof proof uh, what do you say proof of concept that pro wrestling the hardest part about pro wrestling isn't the the matches and the great performances in the ring it's getting people to care that's always going to be the most difficult part is that emotional investment and that is what makes great pro wrestling. And that doesn't always happen, right? The pro wrestling always has this ebb and flow. Um, and this, this, the peak and Valley, um, where people get, get emotionally attached to wrestlers. And then those wrestlers have their peak. And then we have to make new stars and the people don't always necessarily respond to that new star um or stars. We, we've seen it throughout the years. It's very difficult to do. Um I think some of this and I've always questioned this honestly. I've always kind of had this in the back of my mind. Is it better to have wrestlers that have the climb the ladder sort of career where they start small they do countless jobs. They build to the, you know, the smaller wins and then the smaller titles, and then they maybe get a new coat of paint, and away we go. Uh, is that harder for fans to wrap their head around of, okay, I have to take this guy seriously, rather than a guy who debuts, comes in, destroys people, and is instantly hot-shotted to the top? and is and, and and in people's mind is considered a top gun a top a, a a a challenge that is worthy and an exciting one now again i don't think you could just do that with anybody i don't think you know you could you could bring in f- you know the fucking big show and do that like you need somebody who's really talented right in ring but also you need to position them as a guy who is unstoppable and unbeatable to make that challenge worthwhile. Um, And one of the biggest problems I think people have is, is that you have new Japan who doesn't always do it that way. Um, Now, again, they did it with Okada to a certain degree. They did it with AJ to a certain degree. They did it. um, And that was usually the top. You You were conditioned with those guys being the center point and, and, and important right out of the gate. Whereas you had Jay White, who everyone had a struggle with, in, and and again, even now people have a struggle with, considering him a fucking guy, right? You have Osprey, who, again, juniors and different, and now he is the guy, evil, who, again, floundered around mid-card, was always in the never mix, but never really taken, boom, giving him the title, main, main program, Um. And the, and you have guys like, even like Hanare now. Like, okay, so no, now Hanare is, is, is a star. So we're supposed to, I don't know, like, ignore the fact that for years, this guy w- was fucking the pin eater in six-man tags? Like, I think that's, I don't know if if that will ever change with New Japan, but it's something that people have trouble grasping. Then, add the fact that the booking with all the run-ins had people run away. The title and 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 the one thing people can hang their hat on of, of being the most important thing in the company they decided to scrap. So it's all these little things that have people kind of scratching their head and like, mm. so yes, right now it does kind of feel like in a there, there are good matches in a vacuum, and the the booking and and the challenges that this company has feels like it's it's centered around. The booking and the fact that nothing
1: feels important. Well, let's get into the, the main event itself. Uh, IWGP World Heavyweight Championship match. Will Ospreay defeating Kota Ibushi in 30 minutes, 13 seconds with Stormbreaker to become the new IWGP World Heavyweight Champion? A uh, few questions here. Chris says, It seemed to me like Ospreay dominated Ibushi. I never had the feeling that Ibushi was close to victory. How did you see it? Uh, Marco says, How would you compare Ospreay Ibushi to the last Sakura Genesis main event? Okada versus Zack Sabre Jr. Um, I mean, I thought they were comparable. I think the uh, the, the winner for that okada Zach match was never in question. I never really felt Zack had a, a shot at winning the title. But, I mean, it was a, a good enough match. I, I'd say in terms of in-ring quality, they're about on par. But may, maybe a bit more drama with this one. Um, but, I mean, that said, when it actually happened on Sunday, when I was watching it live, I was just like... You know, when Osprey pinned Ibushi, I was like, oh, okay, all right. right. Which... It's kind of sad because Ibushi and Osprey, they were two of my favorite wrestlers, and then having an IWGP title match with Osprey, getting his first ever title win, it, it should have been a, a huge moment, but it just didn't feel like it. And like speaking personally, I lost all my energy and enthusiasm from the endless discussion about the the B Priestley angle, the new title lineage. So by the time the match actually came around on Sunday afternoon, I was just exhausted by the whole thing. I was tired of talking about the belt, tired of talking about Osprey. But I, I'm trying to put all that aside and just talk about the match here, which I think I appreciate a lot more on the second watch um, a couple of days later. So I'm separating the artist from the art here, uh, all the bullshit that preceded it. Looking at this match, and, and 2021 in general, I think Ospreay is doing a good job with uh, the, the pacing of these matches. Like There was some very close and, and competitive grappling early on, and then just as Ibushi starts to take control, Ospreay pulls his hair and, and slaps him. You know, this is not flippy-do Osprey anymore. He's slowed everything down. He's more deliberate. I think he's continuing to improve his work as a heavyweight heel. He is inconsistent. You know, it goes up and down from match to match. But I think he's he's improving. And I thought he did some good work here on Ibushi's back with the guardrail. It's a spot that is getting a little bit overdone in New Japan. But I think it made sense within this match, at least. And there was some good work on Ibushi's neck. And him doing these control periods, it's relatively new for Osprey. But I think he's doing well. He's doing a good job with that so far. Um... And there was some really good heavy striking here as too. Both of them just laying in the chops and the kicks. Uh, Osprey's elbows and his forearms in particular, very nice and meaty. And I enjoyed the little moment with Ibushi tweak and Osprey's nose to escape a move. I always appreciate that kind of continuity. So generally, I thought it was paced nicely with these brief, uh, violent flurries. That both wrestlers they took their time with it. They let them breathe. They didn't try and do too much. And it felt more like a fight than other matches that they've had in the past. And, Ospreay for his, But he felt more aggressive. Like there was a moment where he was slapping Ibushi, and it looked like we were about to get murdered, Ibushi. But then Ospreay just elbowed him in the face and, and flattened him and cut that off straight away. And it felt like he's just been more selective about his high spots. Like there was a, a moment where he did a, a double shooting star press spot, but that was preceded by about 15 minutes of really good stiff heavyweight wrestling. So it's not just like he's you know balls to the wall flippy doos the whole way through. They they did seem to mess up the lawn dance spot down the stretch, but I thought Ibushi covered it quite well by selling his back rather than trying to go back to it, which is always a smart thing to do. Just you know, don't try and repeat the spot; just cover for it and work through it. One thing I did dislike about this match was them repeating the spot from their December 2018 tag match where Osprey lands on his feet from the, the poison runner and pulls a funny face. Like you, you don't need to repeat every single cool spot from every previous encounter. If you are gonna do that, if you want to do a callback to moments like that, you've got to play off it and do something new. Like, you know, you, you could have had Osprey land on his feet, pull the funny face, but then Ibushi knees him in the teeth or something. You know, show that Ibushi's learned from that. Don't just repeat the same spot. And right. I mean to be fair, Ibushi did hit him with a poison runner shortly afterwards so I'll let him have that one. I, I thought the match got Really nice and nasty after that. There was the the swan dive Germans and really stiff elbows and knees. And there was a great little near fall with the inside cradle reversal uh, from the the second Kamigoy. And then just uh, my favourite moment of the match, a really brutal looking flying knee from Osprey. It just, it looked incredible. That was really spectacular. And and I I hate to mention uh, the other guy in the other company, but it looked... Uh, a lot more devastating than any flying knees that he's thrown. And, and that took us into the, the Hidden Blade, the Stormbreaker, Osprey wins. Uh, and yeah, it was. It was a really dominant win by Osprey. You know, kayfabe-wise, it looked like he'd done his homework. He was ready for everything Ibushi threw at him. Very good closing stretch. The crowd were noisy. They were into it. And, and I thought, despite going 30 minutes, which I, you know, I think was a perfectly fine length for this match, it, it was almost conservative from these guys. I thought they do much crazier stuff. You know, maybe they're saving it for a rematch, but I did... Really liked the match on the second doing it. It was, it was deliberate, it was hard-hitting, it was conclusive. There, there was no interference, there was no edgy angles. It was just the new young heel being more aggressive, uh, hungrier than the champion. So, you know, I don't like Osprey as a person, but I thought the match was really good. It, it served its purpose well to establish Osprey as the top wrestler in the company, you know, rather than having the, the blow-away match of the year candidate. I don't think that's what they were going for. Uh, I do think Osprey's promos need a bit of work. I think the confidence and the delivery are fine. But he needs to figure out his character and motivations because at the moment, all these little things that he's copying from other people just make him feel like a, a dollar store version of them. Like, you know, all, Randy Orton's RKO angle, Conor McGregor's um, "I apologize to absolutely nobody" line, um, George Masvidal's rope, things like that. He needs to come up with his own stuff. But it, it's a minor gripe. Um, and look, if you if you hate if you hate Will Ospreay, you hate him. If you don't want to watch New Japan anymore, I totally understand. You, you know, you draw your own line in the sand. Don't let anyone tell you you're wrong. But if you are someone who can appreciate his wrestling, uh, separate, uh, separate that from his personal issues. I think there is reason to be excited with him as champion. I, I just want him and New Japan in general to keep their nose clean. Don't do anything wacky for the rest of the year. <laughs> right. you know, there's no need to do anything edgy or weird to promote these upcoming title matches. You know, they, they promote themselves, don't they?
0: Yeah. And, and like I said, like, I, 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 when we opened the show, I mean, I'm excited for the future. I, I, again, to be clear... This match, I loved. I thought this match was fantastic. Um, worthy of being a world title match. Um, and again, we have programs right around the corner that I'm excited for. So, you know, if if you... Our, our complaints, I feel, are relatively easily fixed, right? These things aren't... Are, this is not rocket science, Um the, the hard part again is the execution of getting people to to care, getting people to to feel like this is an important thing, getting people to get back on board and feel the juice in their bodies, and and that's what people want. They want to care. Um, I truly believe that. I, I truly believe that people want to care, and for different reasons, it's just become it's in the past year. Maybe even more, it's become very difficult to do. Um, I think there. I think I'm excited for the future. Let's put it that way. I am excited for the future, and I think I think if, if people's – I can't tell people what to do. Just like you said, um, I know people have a little sickness in their stomach with Will holding this title and being the, the front and center. Um, I get it. And again, but um, I think we, I think uh, you know with Okada, and I think with Shingo, and I think even future title defenses. I think I think this might be a
1: fun summer. I think this might be a fun summer. Let's uh, have a word on Ibushi as the outgoing champion. Rocco says, how would you guys rank Ibushi's run as champion? Uh, Bash says, in the great words of Damon, is Ibushi a boob now? Especially in KFAB, him taking all the flak for uniting the belts and then losing on his first defence. Where does he go from here? Especially with the next two defences seemingly lined up for Osprey." And Chris says, it sure seems like Ibushi has been pushed right out of the relevance picture. Where do you envision his story going from here? Um, yeah, In retrospect, it-, it was very weird to have Ibushi as the face of the unification and then immediately <laughs> lose the belt in his first defence. And And I know... You know, Chris Chan was working very, very hard to get over the idea that the history of both belts has been merged into one. But when the company are literally telling you that Ibushi's the first champion, Osprey's the second champion, you know, you're not fooling anyone. You know, it's not going to wash. So, and, and for years, it's just symptomatic, isn't it? What I was talking about earlier. You, you could trust New Japan historically to to get the big picture thing spot on. But since Evil's reign, it kind of feels like one botched title reign after the next. The, the, the championship feels. It does feel less prestigious than it did before, and and so do the champions themselves. But I mean, in terms of Ibushi's reign, the matches are good. Like Naito at Wrestle Kingdom, and then Jay White, night two, great stuff. Sonata match, you know, that that was that was not great. Um, the, I- the Naito Intercontinental match at Castle Attack, I thought was fantastic. If we can, if we're allowed to include that in there. Uh, the Destiny match I thought was really good. This Osprey match I thought was great. So a reign that I thought was really good on paper. You know, the stars are high enough, but there's a lot of weird shit in there. And you know, there's a lot of asterisks where it's going to go down as a, a strange one rather than a you know, a, a real, real crowning achievement for Ibushi. Yeah.
0: I don't think anybody's going... And, and that's the shame of it because all those matches that you mentioned were, 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 were at least good. And unfortunately, no one's going to remember that. It feels like no one's going to remember that. People are going to remember just the nonsense that was involved in his reign. Um, I don't know. I feel like the worst thing they could have done is take away that from people. And that being that, that history and that lineage and that... Especially now. It just feels like a weird time to even think that why why would they do this um i don't know it, and it's and it's almost sad to think about it you know um that's that's a, that's a, you you watched this this product so that you you like like it the, the, like the the importance was built in the importance of of, of the matches were, were almost built in. And a lot of that is lost. Uh, and, and 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 as, as weird as it sounds, and people can hand wave it and just be like, wow, it's pro wrestling. Well, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, And I think we're seeing that play out here. It's they're, they're, Let's put it this way. They, they're going to have their work cut out for them. If they think they're just going to just jump right on in and Will Osprey is going to carry on just because he holds that fucking trash can title um, that things are the same and it just they just carry on like they're, they're sadly mistaken if they think that's the case. I'm just we we know it. We're we know it. We see it. We hear it. The people tell us. Like, New Japan can stick their fucking fingers in their ears and blah, 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 blah. It doesn't matter. Blah, blah, blah. You know, okay. Do whatever you want to do. Say whatever you want to say. Sell it however you want to sell it. The truth is people think this is shit, and they almost feel like it's a slap
1: in their face a little bit. But, again, you guys do what you got to do. What do you think is next for Ibushi? Do you think he's going to find himself back in the title pitch soon, or do you think he's going to be doing other stuff for the foreseeable future? Well, it looks like he's going to be dancing
0: with with Cobb for a while, right? Um, which, at the, which is fine. Um, I mean, again, we I, I like the idea of of Okada. I like the idea of Shingo. Um, I think those are those those will be great matches on top. Uh, I think I think Ibushi's done for a while when it comes to that, and you know, you got Jay and and Tana, yeah. Kota's going to be floating around because there's not that secondary title that we could easily slide him into. That's gone. Um, yeah, he's going to be he's going to be smiling Ibushi in six man tags with Honma and <laughs> and Oh and and all that—that's that's where you know until you know he's gonna he's gonna have his Cobb feud. He's gonna put over Jeff Cobb, and then six man
1: Ibushi is what we're gonna have. I could see if if Tanahashi still never champion, I could see a, a Tanahashi Ibushi program for the never title, but. Uh, we'll have to wait and see for that one. Um, fifth match then was the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championship match where the challengers, rapongi 3K defeated the champions Kanemaru and Desperado 20 minutes, 48 seconds. Yo pinning Kanemaru following the, uh, his new finisher, the direct drive. So rapongi 3K came up with their, their new theme there. There's a new look for Yo. I do think the music sounds a bit heelish. Yo looks a bit heelish. I, I think something could be brilliant. I mean... We, we were hoping something was going to happen, Damon, but maybe, you know, it's given the benefit of the doubt, you probably don't want to shoot that shot now. Let Rapongi 3K have their feel-good comeback win. You can do the turn later, you know, maybe have it leading into Best of the Super Juniors, but putting that to one side, the disappointment that nothing did happen. It, it's great to see Yo back in the ring again, it, and it was an interesting match. I like this one a lot. It was a, a good, uh, well, a, an interesting choice to have Show as the baby facing peril for, for the first half of the match, and we did eventually move on to having Yo selling his bad knee, and I thought it was notable that it was Suzuki-kun who was showing a lot more tag team synergy than Rapongi 3K early on. They were tagging in and out fluidly, while Rapongi 3K, it was like the show half and then the Yo half. And it could just be me overanalyzing the match, but Rapongi 3K, like, literally, they left it until the last two or three minutes before doing some tag moves. And then Yo finishes off Desperado with his singles move, the, the direct drive, he's calling it. I thought it looked great. The name, I'm not sure. You know, It sounds like something that you'd have to install on your PC in the mid-90s to, to play a new game. But uh, there we go. We've got new tag champions. Elliot says, Are we actually tired of Roppongi 3K as a team, or is it more that we don't trust New Japan to build an exciting junior tag division around them? So, Damon, what did you think of the match and the outcome?
0: match was good. Um, I did notice the same things you did about the match, but I kind of chalked it up as, here's a team that hasn't tagged in quite a while. And even though they grew up together, the dojo together had a tag team it took a little bit it took a little bit to kind of get the uh the synergy back kind of get their timing back um kind of get their groove back so uh you know Ken Amaro and and despie were you know they've they've uh yeah still had that while yo was on the shelf so that's how I took that um I th- again I think I don't know it's hard for me to get too excited about Rapongi 3K. I hate to hate. I hate to I hate to break the bad news to people. Um, I think the the junior tag situation is needs something desperately. I think I don't know if Show and Yo are the answer. Uh, I think they're a. Uh, they definitely feel like a uh, a plug in the hole they're not they're not the long-term solution that's for sure and i don't think there really is a long-term solution when it comes to the junior tag title to be clear it's not like this is something where you're going to have i don't think there's a need to have that because once you get to a certain point like let's just say that you're a tag team and you're doing very well for yourself Uh, there's always people that are going to be looking at that tag team and be like, okay, so how can we break up this tag team and have that one person, you know, climb the ladder and be the the junior heavyweight champion. And then, you know, people always kind of look into using the, the junior tag belts as this, uh, starting point for a lot of, you know, a lot of future programs a year down the road, two years down the road, three years down the road. And that's always going to be a problem. Um, I mean, I think everybody's looking for the heel turn, right? I think it's everybody's everybody's kind of looking at that and just an adventure. The, the thing about it is, is that New Japan loves the tease. They love to draw that shit out. So, yeah, we were probably mistaken in the sense of they were instantly going to do it. This is probably going to be a drawn-out thing, um, I would think. And, you know, they might not never do it let's let's also be truthful they, they, they might not even this might not not even happen. Might they do sell a
1: lot of merch don't they rapongi 3k very popular very popular yeah, team. and
0: they just hold i mean honestly they just hold down the the, the that d- division you know it, it just it makes it like they're an anchor they could, they could do that I mean, you know we, we sit here a lot and we talk about and we're probably more guilty of it than anybody of Okay, this guy's a junior tag champion. Which one's the better one? Okay. Give him the junior title. Have him... Oh, okay. You know what? If he just put a little bit more weight, he could be a never champion. You know what I mean? That's all we've done with show. Right? Maybe. Just maybe. They are who they are. They are who they are. And that's that. I... Is there anything wrong with that? I don't know. I I don't know. But maybe we're more guilty of it than they are. Of this projection. Constant projecting.
1: Well, actually, David, I do have a, a fix for the, the junior tag division, but I'm going to hold on to that one until later. You're going to have to wait for that one. So oh. there's a hook for you to continue listening. Let's um, just fight through the rest of this card. Fourth match was... Kojima, Tanahashi beating Bad Luck Farley and Jay White. Tanahashi pin Farley after 10 minutes 5 seconds with a high fly flow. Uh, I, I'm enjoying how Kojima's had this little resurgence in 2021 and, and getting some high-profile matches, good singles matches as well. And I know Tanahashi's never champion, but I do think there's something in this tag team. I liked it. I like the look of them. They seem to work well together. Would like to see it again. I also think it's worth, worth commenting on how Bad Luck Farley, he's no longer a protected commodity at all in the company. Uh, I don't think there's much value now in, in a win over Farley. But um, at the end, nice twist to the Tanahashi-Jay White feud with Tanahashi working Jay's leg and lower back. So, you know, we'll get into that later when we're previewing the Dontaku tour. But it looks like there might be some submission wrinkles to that one. So, um, yeah, fine little tag match here. Yep.
0: Um, I, yeah, I mean, I had zero expectations, honestly, going into this match. But um, it wasn't bad. It was, it, was, it was actually pretty good. Um, I, I, I'm just amazed at where we are where we have Tanahashi and Jay White fighting over the never
1: title. just still boggles my mind, but here's where we are. And then the third match was the Empire team of Aaron Hanare, Jeff Copp and Grey Okan beating Shingo Takagi, Sanada and Naito in 9 minutes 51 seconds. So uh, Aaron Hanare pinning Sanada with the Street of Rage, as he calls it. So, Louis says, Hanari got us good with the fake-out. What did you guys think of the reveal of X for the three-man tag match? So, yeah, he's got this new moniker now, Aaron, the ultimate weapon, Hanari, And that, you know, the work, quote-unquote, he did with uh, the the quarantine and the, the bickering back and forth with the government catering services. Really good stuff. And uh, to quote Hanare, I was I was having a joke with friend of the show Fraser about it and Hanaro popped up in the mention saying to be fair I never claimed I was currently in quarantine I live life in the fifth dimension so time is just relative so I thought really good stuff I, I applaud this I love being at work so well done to him um, I you know I've expressed my concerns on this show in the past about hyping up a guy who doesn't have a good record in terms of wins but I'll give him the benefit of the doubt you know we've been asking for a fresh coat of paint for Hinario for ages and that's what we've been given here early days but he's carrying himself with a bit more swagger he's laying the strikes in a bit stiffer he's got his finisher named after one of my favorite video games so big thumbs up from me um what about you damon i, I don't know if you're optimistic that he's uh more of a pin eater. is he more than a pin eater, or do you think he's just going to be the lost post for empire
0: i uh, look he looked great number one let's let's and 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 truth be told i was excited right um i feel like we we would always talk about Hanare being a guy who got lapped, guys blowing by him in the pecking order, um, injuries being an issue, and you know time away from the ring, and like it just seemed like the dude couldn't get a break. And finally, he's he's got a break, and he's got he's he's got a bit of a spotlight on him, and I loved it. Uh, I thought he looked good. I thought they presented him well. Uh, they gave him a, a big pinfall, right? That was that was really great to see. Um, a dominant pinfall over Sonata, which was even better. Um, again, my biggest concern, and, and New Japan does this, and that this is what they do, um, is they they take guys and they give them a new coat of paint, and it's just an, a re education process, and sometimes it takes longer than others. Uh, but I think for what they if if, if that is their their, their thing. If that's New Japan's thing, and we all know it is, if that's their thing, I think they did this very well. I, I was very – look, he, he looks like a star. And that entire faction, they look like stars. I saw one picture. I think it was – was, uh, I don't know if Osprey was in the shot. But it was Okan, it was Cobb, and it was Hanare. And they look like badass motherfuckers. Sorry, they look great. Like, it looked like a fucking gang. And that's what you want. Um, so, at least out of the gate, they're doing things right. And I'm happy for Honore, huh, right? and I think everybody is. I don't think there's anybody sitting around saying, like, eh, like huh, no. Like, I think they're all like, okay, cool. So, again, there's a large part of me that's like, okay is this the right thing to do we we're all conditioned to think these guys are a certain level and now we got to reeducate ourselves but in the same breath I'm I'm happy that the guys who stuck it out are getting that moment and we see it with Finley and now we're seeing it with with Hanare. I just hope that they're able to capitalize on that and and make it work because the the last thing you want is and and you know and Jay White and all that. Look, Joel, how long did it take fucking Jay White? You know what I mean? Like, and and he's been put in such prominent roles and high pro. I mean, how long was that reconditioning in, in, of, of fans thinking? And it's still going on today. Imagine what we got to do with with a fucking Hanare and 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 a David Finley and all that. Like, that's a struggle, and and. That's what I worry about. That's my concern. Is man, they 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 gotta they gotta really make sure they do this right because if not, whew, it's, a, it's, a it's it's a struggle to do. It's is a struggle to do. Tell you what, one little thing
1: I noticed actually was that Honore's new gear matches the the color scheme, the Empire color scheme, and it matched Jeff Cobb's gear yep. with the dark green and the black and the gold trim. So. I mean, just looking at the gear alone, I reckon the the Cobb-Hinari tag team is on the cards. Um, and also, I'm happy to see Okan and Naito resume their feud. I think they've got really great chemistry. I'm looking forward to the rematch. A couple of questions about this. Rob says, when do you think Hinari and Cobb get a shot at the tag belts? I'm assuming they'll be the tag team of the United Empire, so uh, as their ring gear was matching colours. Will they face off against G.O.D. or Dangerous Techers? And John says, since Finjuice leaving Hinari alone in the ring seems to have been the last draw, do you see Hinari and Cobb challenging for the Impact tag titles? Still think Hinari would have been a better fit with his countryman, White and Farley and Bullet Club. So what are your thoughts on the prospect of uh, Hinari and Cobb going forward as a tag team, going after either the Adobe GP tag titles or the Impact tag titles? Both. Fine. And again, I sat,
0: I sat here last week and, and talked about how awesome it would be to see Tekkers and um, Cobb and Hanare. Like, I think Cobb and Hinare would be a... F- a f- like, if they do it right, I mean, it could be like one of those Ocon Cobb moments, right? If they are, if they are badasses and just tough and and mean and not mean as in, I'm going to take you outside and brawl and hit you with chairs. No, I mean, I'm going in and I'm throwing you through. You're, you're eating 10 suplexes. And like, I want to see, here's what I want to say. I want to see the fucking Steiners, <laughs> right? That's what I want to see with Cobb and and Hinari. I want to see them be Rick and Scott Steiner, and I want to see them go against Hiroshi Hase and Kensuke Sasaki. That's what I want. That I want. I want that. Please. Th- that's that's the vibe I'm looking for. Steiners. Like, if they could do that... Channel the Steiners, please, in this, and they will be
1: awesome. I think that is a Tokyo Dome-worthy match. Dangerous Techers against Cobb and Hinari for those tag titles. And maybe that's what we're going to get. Who knows? But they got to go on a run. Like, like, like Cobb and
0: Hinari have got to be fucking suplexing people through the roof. Um... To, to get this to get this over, um, I should I should I should text Exactly. <laughs> Look, watch these matches. This is this is what you do. All
1: right, uh, second match on the show was the ten man tag match. Uh, Chaos Team: Yoshihashi, Goto Yano, Okada, Defeat Bullet Club, Dick Togo, Ishimori, Yudro, Kenta, Evil. So it was uh, Yano getting the pin on Dick Togo after 11 minutes 30 seconds with the Uro Kasumi. Um, I mean what yep. <laughs> can I say the commentary team seem to enjoy themselves here so there's that um, I mean, there's some fun stuff between Yoshihashi and Kenta over the bow staff I mean dare I say a bit too similar to what we saw in the, the opening match as well with the Iron Claws but you know, Yano and Evil yucking it up with <laughs> a comedy feud I mean it's not the worst thing in the world to be honest I'll take that over 35 minute Evil main events so, you know these guys could can just cancel each other out I can watch it in double speed but you know not much to write about home home in, in this match
0: uh, I'm lucky i I'm, if I'm uh, if I'm honest Abe here I fast forward through this. <laughs> you know, whatever
1: what 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 could I have possibly missed here? <laughs> Wish I'd done the same thing. <laughs> How many minutes? 11 minutes of my life I, I won't get back. Uh, and the opening match was the uh Suzuki Gun team Doki, Zach Sabre Junior Taichi beating Jado Tangalo at Tamatonga 10 minutes 10 seconds so uh, Zach pinned Tangalo with a European clutch as as we predicted, I thought this was a really good opener. I like the chemistry between Zach and Tangalo. I like there was a great moment with Tangalo just, you know, eating, walking through Zach's European uppercars. Very cool. I still like the feud. It's going to get a bit wacky in the next few weeks, uh, as I'll outline later, but I, I have confidence that Tai and Zach are going to make everything work. Probably one too many feuds around inanimate objects right now, but as long as it eventually concludes with a great IWGP tag title match then I'll give it a pass. And I really like the finish here with Zach catching Tangelo with a European clutch. That might be one of my favorite recurring finishes in the company. And I just, I love Zach how he can get you with a submission or the Zach driver or a, the clutch flash pin. And I did actually quite enjoy Sugubayashi confiscating the iron fingers, which that, personally that tapped into my, my teacher and my dad energy as well. You know, right, stop mucking around. I'm taking this away from you. And Taichi sold it so well. He looked so upset, Damon. You know, he was calling after the president. He was looking inside the pouch, even though he knew it was empty. So a bit of character depth for Taichi there, looking all forlorn, and then Zach being a good friend and trying to cheer him up. It's very touching. I liked it. Oh,
0: they're
1: the baby faces of the new generation, right?
0: It's a, a Suzuki Goon baby face. Um, yeah, look. I, again, I think everybody is thrilled to see uh, Dangerous Techers back. They were a highlight the past year. And the fact that that we' we're looking forward to hopefully them winning titles and future programs. look, you know if everything if, if 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 everything works out the way we're looking at here, Joe, there's a lot of exciting stuff here like like I'm excited in the fact that there's possibility of being excited like i'm I'm getting fucking juiced up over the fact that we got a bunch of programs that that feel like on paper, are worthy of our time and everyone's time. And you can get excited about, right? Am I off base here? But but am I seeing a little light at the end of the tunnel?
1: Honestly, Damon, I, if you'd asked me this morning, I would have said you're mad. And, you know, I was quite down on everything. And I was saying to you off the air, I think part of that is just the echo chambers that I'm I'm hanging around in. And, you know, not to to slag it off, but our Discord has turned into a bit of a negative echo chamber, which, you know, absolutely fine. I mean, this is people giving their honest opinions. And I, you know, I wouldn't want it any other way. And, you know, that seems to be consensus there. But I think having had time to step away and, you know, re-watch the show and talk to some other people and feel, you know, f- shape my own feelings about it. And after talking to you, yeah, I think there's there are things to get excited about. I'm optimistic, at least. Let's get excited about that.
0: Let's stop fucking, you know... Being knee deep in the mud. Yes, there's shit that we we're not going to ignore. Uh, that's for one. But if we're being honest, there's a lot to be to look forward to. It does feel like the the clouds are parting a little bit. And again, if, if they fuck this up, it then then all bets are off. And again, we, we're 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 losing our confidence in their ability to make this right. Let's give them a, a little bit of benefit of the doubt. Can we do that? Can we give him just a little bit more rope? And then, because again, on paper, this this could be a good fucking summer, guys. This could be a good summer. I'm telling you. I'm I'm flat out telling you,
1: this could be a good summer. Well, let's talk about some of the stuff we have coming up on the Dontaku tour. So I'm just going to give you highlights. Oh, we dead now? Is this, where, is this is this where you fucking put me in my corner? <laughs> No, like, I, I don't know I, I think <laughs> it's a big picture I think if you pick and choose if you pick out the best matches from this tour then you have a really really good looking super show this is not something I'm going to be sitting down and watching every single road to show it's not happening I'm, I'm not going to do it to myself but I'll give you the highlights and, you know, you can sort of jump in with your thoughts on these matches. Obviously, we can preview the big ones near at the time. So uh, we're starting off on, well, the, the notable matches here. We've got on the uh, 20th of April in Koraka when we have uh, Goto Ishii and Yoshihashi versus Kenta, Yujiro, and Ishimori for the six-man titles. And the day before that, there are some singles preview matches. we got uh, on the 19th, we've got Ishii versus Yujiro, Ishimori versus Goto, and Kenta versus Yoshihashi. Uh, Marcus says, so we get never six-man singles previews, but Ishii and Ishimori don't get matched up. Why are they trolling me? Um, yeah. Yeah, a match I would like to see, but I think Ishimori versus Goto could be good. And I always like to see these the six-man titles being defended. It's been too long for my liking, but at, at least they're using them here. I think that could be a good match. That uh, Goto Ishi Yoshihashi against Kenti Ujiro Ishimori.
0: So one, we we know that those never six man title matches when they're put in the main event are are good, and they were highlights of last year. So that's a positive, right? And I'll tell you flat out, you said Ishimori versus Goto.
1: Yeah, that's right. On the nineteenth, that's gonna the be day fucking before the, the six man match.
0: Mm. That's gonna be really good. I bet you that's gonna be really good. I'm I take I it. I mean, seriously, Ishimori versus Goto? I mean, that's a match you never thought you would see. I'm into that. I think it's gonna be good. I'll be I'll be disappointed if it's not. That's for sure. I'm hyped for it. And I'm hyped for the never six man titles. Because they're always right, let me take that back. They're not always, but they're usually at least good. And you put them in a the main event, you know they're gonna go 30. That that has that that could be good. Alright. Not, not bad. What else we got?
1: Okay, so skipping ahead, uh, the 26th of April in Hiroshima, which is a Road to Dontaku show, we have got two singles matches, Sonata versus Hinari, and Naito versus Great O'Connor. Sonata, Hinari. All right, look, uh, Hinari's
0: fresh. My fear is Sonata gets a pinfall here. I wish, and I hope, and I pray to the pro wrestling gods above if you don't, don't, dear sweet pro wrestling gods, uh, please shine your uh, ever-loving pro wrestling love on Hanare to uh, get a pinfall win over Sonata in a singles match—a dominant win. Uh, in your name, we uh, ring a ten-bell salute. I don't. Amen. Um. Yes. Hinari, I want to get a win. I don't think he will, though. <laughs> Not the way that they book. Uh, okay, and then what's the other? Uh, it's Naito Okan, right? Correct. Yeah,
1: that sounds like a revenge match, too, doesn't it? Yes, uh, I would be surpri- pleasantly surprised if Okan wins this one as well. You, but then you know that there's going to be people like Jesus
0: Christ Naito I'm losing <laughs> again. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? People well, look, will... maybe, maybe
1: you know. Osprey keeps the title until next year's Wrestle Kingdom. Naito wins the G one, then we can have Naito Osprey headline in Wrestle Kingdom sixteen. I'd, I'd be down for that. Yeah. Oh yeah, they're not going to do ahead d- of ourselves, though.
0: Yeah, they're not going to do a double uh, United Empire win. That's for sure. Hmm. I don't know. Um, I, I mean, I'm. I'm. i that, that's okay. I mean, let's 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 see what we got. And are in a big spot though. That's a big spot in a singles match. That's that's his biggest spot to date. So it'd be nice. What? Let's put it this way. They're they're splitting, right? It's they're they're not going to double dip wins, right?
1: Like Lij is not sweeping here, right? I wouldn't put it past them. I guess it depends where they're going after that because maybe, you know, let's say Sonada just sneaks the win over Hanara with the the leg cr- clutch and then that could lead into, you know, big dominant tag team win, Cobb and Hinari smashing Sonada and Shingo, for example. I don't know. Okay. So you're thinking, so
0: give me the probability of a sweep for LIJ. Uh, I will give you... 60 percent okay who on the empire side would is more likely to get the win henare
1: or okan henare i think because okay. i just think naito is likely to get his win back there so yeah we need people to get wins back and we don't need
0: trust me but we we'd like i i'd love an empire sweep let's trust me um yeah, but they're not going to... At best, we're going to get one one Wouldn't it be amazing if we could sit back here fucking that after that show when it's a sweep? Ooh.
1: Kanari oh, oh, yeah. and, uh, and Okan have sent Sonata and Naito to the hospital. Both of yeah. them stretched it out yes. and destroyed them.
0: Yes! How great would that be? Both of them doing stretcher jobs. Oh! They'll never do it, but man, I fucking... My pants are down for that one. Fuck! That would be amazing. Come on, get some fucking guts. Do that. All right, go ahead.
1: All right, then. So our next uh, notable match after uh, show after that will be Wrestling Satsuma No Kuni, which is a, a two-night affair, and we are starting off on April twenty-eighth, and the notable top two matches from that are. Yano versus Evil in a KOPW match, which, based on the way things are going, I think is likely to be some sort of blindfold match. What? And main event, another Rapongi 3K versus Desperado Kanemaru, uh junior tag title match. So Mint says over under four stars for the blindfold match. Is that official? The KOPW match, yes, but the stipulations haven't been proposed yet. But just the the way things are going between... Evil and Yano I think that's the more likely outcome uh, I mean actually I'm intrigued to see whether or not Evil understands the KBW concept if he's going to propose his own stipulation because most of the Yano's opponents have just been like yeah okay let's go with that then <laughs> right
0: oh my goodness gracious really could we make this any worse <laughs> a blindfold match huh
1: <laughs> I, I say, I said on Twitter the best way you could improve it Damon is blindfold yourself <laughs>
0: Yes. <laughs> Holy crap. Oh, look. N- now look. Now look. I just went on a nice little positive uh good vibes thing. I don't I don't care about this. No one cares about this. Holy moly. Okay, but here's the thing. Like, okay. Let's say you, you, uh, there's a show, Joel. Uh, look, if I can get the good stuff to get good again, no one would give a shit that this is on the undercard, right? It would just be like, oh, okay, this is nonsense, whatever. But I know the good stuff's coming. Like, the problem is, is that the good stuff is there, but it's just not, you know, that good to put it over the top. Woo, this, a fucking blindfold match. Wow. What, what, uh, okay. Again, it's, a, it's an undercard match, but can we just, just have a match? Well, it's the semi
1: main event. Just, it's behind oh, the headline of oh, the, the junior oh, tag titles oh, on the line. So, event. <laughs> I'm going to watch out of morbid curiosity, but I mean, you can skip it. It's fine. And again, I will say in defense, at least um, we don't have Yano and Evil in singles programs with other wrestlers dragging them into the dirt. So, at least they're with each other. All right. Can you do me a favor? Promise me here I'm not watching this.
0: <laughs> I'm not, I'm
1: not Yeah, I mean, on. the fact that it is the fifth match on the card makes me think, you know, this is going to do some decent time. So I'm a bit scared, right. but we'll see. We'll see. It will Are be uh, maybe something you watch out of currency that it could be a worse match of the year, can it? You're not watching it. Fine. Yeah. I mean, this, this is it. This is the era we're in with New Japan. It's the content era. You don't have to watch everything. Don't uh, force yourself to sit through both nights, top to bottom, of wrestling Satsuma no Kuni. Don't do it to yourself. Uh, like if, I'm telling you right now, if the, if the temperature
0: is above 60 degrees Fahrenheit and, and it's a sunny day, there ain't no, I'm going to that fucking bar. And I promise you, I will not be turning on new Japan. <laughs> I'm telling you flat out. That ain't happening. All right. So you'll take the punch. You'll take the punch for the, for yeah. the team.
1: I like yeah. It. it might be, uh, hours later watching it in double speed, but I will take one for the team. Um, All right, I, and yeah, so main event, there is a rematch for the junior tag titles, wrong 3k against Desmi Kanamaru. Maybe something happens there, or are we just going to get a routine first heart of defense for you? Showing we're
0: getting worked, brother. Um, I mean, why would they do it again? There's got to be something up their sleeve, right?
1: And they're just going to have a work- <laughs> because there aren't any other junior tag teams, <laughs> there's right. no one else. There isn't anybody else. They're just going to wrestle each other until the end of time. Okay, best so- of 200 series. <laughs> Magnum and uh Magnum and Nikita.
0: Um Give me the give me your feeling, give me your percentage. Are we seeing this the the Rapungi three K break up here? Uh, I would be conservative and say probably not. I'll say not either, but I will say this how about this? Somebody debuts.
1: Tag team debuts. Challenges. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. Like maybe it could be the tag team I'm going to talk about later. That would be ah, lovely, but right. we'll see. We'll see. All right. All right. Um, maybe
0: maybe that maybe that's what we're setting it up for a few a program Rapongi 3K versus X Junior tag team who challenges. Again, uh maybe, maybe that's going maybe that maybe that's our future.
1: Okay, and then night two of Satsuma no Kuni on April 29th. Now, the caveat to this being that these both these shows are in Kagoshima, which uh, is Ibushi's hometown. So when I saw these shows on the, the schedule before Sekiro Genesis, I was like, well, they're doing a double header in Ibushi's hometown. There's no way he's losing the title before those. Um, not only did he lose the title, he he is only in a match once on this whole tour, Ibushi, and that's on night two of Satsuma no Kuni. So it's just tag matches. Uh, the, the top two are Naito and Shingo versus Okan and Osprey, And the main event, Tanahashi and Ibushi against Cobb and Hinare. So that is Ibushi's only match of the entire tour. Hmm.
0: Okay. Um, hmm. Just saving the big matches, huh? Uh,
1: Do you think something might what? happen
0: here? What's
1: that? Do you think something might happen? So fifth match... Is Naito Shingo against Okan and Osprey, and the main event Tanahashi Ibashi against Hinare and Cobb. Yeah. Um. I mean, that's going to be a good match, I
0: think. But it just seems a little bit strange, given what you have just laid out. Do we give uh, Do we give Empire the uh, the big win here? Or do we give oak uh, do we give code the big you know the hometown win
1: Being that's his only fucking match mm. on the show or you know this tour Just play it safe again I say let's um tanahashi Nibishi win you know hometown hero yay yeah the new Except the new tag team they're
0: <laughs> taking a lot of pinfalls
1: yeah. Oh, yeah maybe you get good heat the heel heat of Empire. Uh, Both Tanahashi and Ibushi off in a stretcher. We do <laughs> stretcher jobs every night, please.
0: I'd be so great. Oh, I mean, seriously. You want to make a star. That's how you make a star. Oh, Joel, imagine if there's stretcher. Oh,
1: fuck jobs. those Kagoshima fans. So, let's cover uh, Honori win and break Ibushi's legs. No, don't break his legs. I'm joking. <laughs> Stretch. I want stretcher jobs
0: every night. I want them. And again, I don't want it to be like I hit him with a chair. No, I want them to be like. They suplexed him off the top of a fucking roof and destroyed them. Mm. Let's get a let's get a let's get a dominant monster heel tag team. Again, not a brawling. I want um I want fucking guys who throw people around. <sighs> Come on, we're so
1: close. Stretch your jobs every fucking night. I just really hope It's going to happen now Okay let's go to Wrestling Taku Night 1 This is on May the 3rd Main event for this Is Tanahashi Versus Jay White For the Never title uh, Also notable Jay White's taking The month off Apart from this match uh, We have Zack Sabre Jr Against Tangaloa And We have Prepare yourself Damon I hope you're sitting down Taichi Versus Tamatonga In a ladder match For the Iron Fingers do you need me to repeat that Taichi against Tamatonga in a ladder match for the Iron Fingers imagine someone saying that to you 18 months ago do you think we should do a podcast anymore that that was the one that Booz wanted your live response to because that is really wacky shit right there isn't it I think we should just stop recording it's been fun, it's been a good run right okay so you're okay well the evil Yano blindfold match that one's getting a pass (laughs) ladder match for the iron fingers that's the last straw
0: I mean Let's, let's, let's put this into perspective here this is not how many ladder matches have we seen in New Japan in the past
1: I mean, this is. This, we're, we're, I haven't we're, seen we're, one day. since I started watching in in January 2017. I don't think there's been. I mean, apart from the ROH one, but that doesn't count because that was an ROH title match. I don't think there's been any New Japan Elgin? ladder matches. Elgin and uh, Omega. Right? Omega. That was be- that was before I started watching. Yeah, that and was that was the past. last one. So that was in what 2016.
0: Yeah, that was the last one. Uh, and we are in an, a ladder ladder match era. <laughs> Absolutely. And there's been one over and what and that was over the Intercontinental title, if I'm not mistaken. And now. We have a ladder match. With two guys that are not really notoriously known for their high risk bumps. Right. In fact, I would go so far as to say I've never have seen either of these two perform a high risk high
1: danger bump have you uh no not off the top of my head i mean i I think maybe gorillas of destiny might have been involved in ladder matches in the past maybe when they've been working in roh but certainly none that i can remember
0: i don't think i can't remember any that they've been in so okay so now the element of okay well we got two wackos that are going to get in the ring and and getting a ladder match, and uh, oh, the, the the fucking car crashes that we'll see. That's... I mean, unless they're going to do something that we've never have seen them do before, and no one ever in the history ever had an expectation of them to to do off the table. Okay? We're going to climb this ladder... And suspended above this ladder are not a title, Joel. Not a championship. Not a... Nothing of any significance. Or anything that anyone really cares about other than a chuckle or two. Right? A a prop that is a chuckle. We're going to now... Believe that these iron fingers are so important that these two competitors are willing to risk life and limb to obtain. This is a (laughs) shit show (laughs) beyond reason. Boy. Boy not gonna lie um um why what is happening here joel abraham
1: help me what is happening i think why? you've laid it out well i mean i could see the logic for taichi because you know he's got that deep emotional connection with it that you know is left left in the ring and passed them on to him and they're a big part of him but yeah, where it loses me is why Tamatonga gives a shit. Why is Tamatonga willingly going to be falling off a ladder for the sake of these iron fingers? That's, yeah, there's the disconnect. It's... it's
0: Why would they put these guys in this spot? Like, just, again, this is not Jeff Hardy. You know, this is not Ibushi. This is not uh, ACH. This is not, you know, this is not... These are not people that are, you're going to, like, if you had, you've done one ladder match in how many years, and these are the two people that you decided to put in a ladder match? <laughs> Why not just put Fale and fucking uh, Tenzan in there? <laughs> Christ. Seriously, Joe, Tai Chi and it's Tamatanga, right?
1: Yeah, so Tangalora and Zach having a, a regular singles match, which I think will be really good. I'm stunned.
0: Like I just I don't I don't understand. Like I I don't know. I don't know. How about I don't know. A uh, we were doing
1: so well. We were on a roll we, really we were, were. All optimistic and now we've we've hit a brick wall in the form of this <laughs> wacky ladder match.
0: Again. And this is a B show. Sorry, I'm eating a vitamin. Um, a B show,
1: but it's still a main event. It's a main event, right? No, no, that's a semi-main. Main event oh. is Jay White against Tanahashi for the NEVER title.
0: Well, I mean that 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 could be that has to be. Uh, watch it be great. Watch it. Watch this ladder match just be fucking so. <laughs>
1: Like I think stupid. it would be really good. I've, I've got confidence in Tai Chi. I mean, Tama Tonga is a why? a mixed bag. Wait, why tai Chi's would... great. Tai Chi's good at everything that he, he does. Uh, look,
0: I think Tai Chi is fantastic. But the biggest knock on Tai Chi that people had was, you know, sometimes he didn't look really into it. And when he's motivated and he's ready, to, you know, he wants to put on a show and he has a good dance partner. Yeah.
1: Do you see Tai Chi taking a bump off a ladder? Well, you got to look at it this way, Damon. Given that the ladder match is so protected in New Japan, it is quite a feather in the cap for both of these guys that it's them who get the first one in five years or whatever, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Uh uh-huh. I don't know, man. Like, the, like again, if they had a regular match and the winner gets the fucking—I cannot believe I'm saying this—the the winner gets the fingers. Fine. Great. We're going to put on a ladder match with these two guys. Again, the, the idea of the ladder match is the high risk and the high stakes and the, and the car crash. I, I I do not picture Chi taking a bump off this fucking ladder. And if he does, God bless him. I just don't think he's that guy. And is Tamatanga that guy? Like, he's... Also
1: it is a bit weird like usually a ladder match is like the culmination of a big feud but this is presume this is before they've even announced the IWGP heavyweight tag team match which you'd assume is coming later so it's weird to go right. from the the grudge you know violent ladder match into the, the regular tag title match
0: right right this is this is the build to the title match oh this is just nonsense you, all right how are they gonna? How are they gonna get out of taking bumps? Is what I want to know. Like, how are they gonna get out of it? <laughs> Whatever.
1: I don't know. Maybe Why? they do some sort of fuck finish where uh, Zach and Tam, uh, Tangaloa periods. get involved, and then it, they the, the ladder. They announce the ladder match for the tag titles at one of these. Oh dungeons. God. I don't know. No more. Ladders. I don't know, Damon. Fucking <laughs> no more ladders. Put the ladders away. Oh, For fuck's sake!
0: All right, this, that is amazing. So again, <laughs> just to be clear, I. We have a blindfold match and a ladder match. Within a week of each other, same year, we have, and we've never seen, Well, I don't know, I I, I can't remember the last time if we did see a blindfold match, who knows, but like in the same month, we're seeing both of these, correct?
1: Uh, Yeah, that's right. All right, everyone can. Well, the the blindfold match isn't confirmed, but I think it's fairly obvious. That's where we're going, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> we were so
0: we were we were on a roll. We had we had, we had like 10 minutes of just fucking good vibes. Uh, what what you're listening to is a grown man getting the life sucked out of him <laughs> like in, in real time. <laughs> He's getting what he loves sucked out of him
1: in real I could time. hear it, David. I can hear it. When I said the ladder match with the iron finger, it's just like <laughs> yeah yeah
0: yeah ah we were so close we were so close all right let me let me ask you a question do we have anything Uh, else yeah do do we have any exploding barbed wire matches anywhere
1: any anything like that i'm seeing i'm sure uh bash says with the build-up between submissions between jay and tanner do we see a submission match or the match being worked around the submissions um, they both have when they have their singles match I mean it hasn't been announced as a submission match I don't think it will be a submission yeah. match but I think the submissions will play heavily into the match I mean they've had a lot of matches before Jay and Tanahashi so maybe them sort of working over their respective body parts might be an interesting twist on it without actually having that as a stipulation
0: Yeah, no no more stipulations I just have a yeah, work the body Yeah <laughs> I-
1: all right let's move on then uh don knight 2 uh 4th of may has uh main event as will osprey versus shingo takagi for the world heavyweight title and then El Desperado against yo for the junior title
0: that's that's a pretty good show i mean at least those two matches anything anything underneath to totally fuck it up any uh again no barbed wire exploding uh, matches no uh <laughs> let me have a look uh Toguchi running around, shoving anything up anybody's ass. Anything like that.
1: (laughs) Uh, I'll have to check. Hold on a second. Let me get the schedule up. Because I just picked out those two matches for Dontaku Night 2.
0: Amber Gallows is not on this show. (laughs) Uh,
1: No. Nothing else interesting. Just Mighty Man tags. Nothing nothing offensive. Just just
0: dull. Okay, just I'll take dull. It's <laughs> just the usual crap. <laughs> it's good. I'll take that. That's fine. That I'm all in on that. Great. Give me, give me the standard dull. That's perfect for me.
1: uh We're thinking about this uh, Osprey Shingo match. Irish says, "How long is Osprey holding this title for? Defend versus Shingo, and then defeat to Okada." Uh, Leo says, "Do you see Osprey having a lengthy title run, or do you think it'll be a short one?" Uh, he won the title just to establish himself as a top guy, like New Japan did with uh, Naito previously and Evil last year, uh, AJ in 2014, Okada in 2012. So, what do you think? Um, Where's this Osprey title going? Do you think he survives the Shingo defense at least? Yes, I
0: think he's. Yeah, I think so. But the, um, that, the, I think he holds on to it. I mean, what are we in April now? I don't think it's I don't it wouldn't shock me if he's holding on to it at the dome.
1: It really wouldn't. I will say it's doing good numbers, I mean for what it's worth given these restricted audiences, but this this Dontaku show has sold out and apparently the attendance was really good for Sacrigenesis Genesis as well. So it appears okay. given the very limited metrics we've got that Osprey does appear to be a draw with the domestic audience.
0: Look, that's good. I mean this and all this this entire show is meaningless if if they're still making money. You know, for all our, you know, gripes, if they're still making money, then they're still making money. The problem is, again, I truly believe that we are a barometer, at least, and not even, like, I'll go so far as to say the person I spoke to, Joel, uh, about this pro wrestling conversation, the secret conversation. Lives in Japan. Lives in Japan. Uh, so, and this person is is uh, not as passionate and hasn't really been going to shows as frequently as they once would. So, um, look, there's a lot of factors that played into that, but again, it is what it is. Anywho, uh, I like to think of us as as somewhat of a barometer. Of people's tastes. And more and more people are, you know, falling by the wayside. Just saying. Just saying. But, again, if this – here's the thing. This is an international company, or at least they pretend to be, right? They're an international company. They're not just a Japanese company anymore. They're they're an international company. They run shows, or at least they want to run shows, all over the world. They have to take some of this stuff into consideration. Now, again, COVID restricts them from having shows everywhere. I get that. Eventually, that's going to end. And eventually, they're going to want to run shows. Is the name value going to be enough? I don't know. I don't know. And you keep, you keep chopping people off, cutting people off with ladder matches. <laughs> That's not be the best thing to do. All right. I'm sorry. I was in a good mood. Now I'm not.
1: All right. Let me ask you a question from Karen who says, With Desby offering to accept Yo's singles challenge in exchange for a tag rematch prior and the company agreeing based on the card announcements, what outcomes do you think benefit all four individuals involved and what fallout could you see realistically happening?
0: Between, what 4-0, no, I'm sorry.
1: Super so, with the junior tag team rematch, so yep. showing and Yo uh, defending their tag titles against Kanemaru and Desperado, and then the subsequent junior title singles match with Despi defending against Yo. So, what outcomes do you think benefit all four individuals? What fallout could you see realistically happening?
0: Yeah, so... I, I think we get a win, a successful title defense. Um, the... I I, I think we're going to have a a debuting tag team. Um, And again, uh, I don't know if if that's accurate or not. I mean, it's speculation on my part. Um, Certainly not a pastrami sandwich. But kind of feels that's where we're going here. Um, And that might cause Yo to maybe not be successful in, in getting the junior heavyweight title as well. So... I think I think they have something up their sleeve. There's, this just can't possibly just be a successful title defense and away we go. I would be shocked if that's the case. So let's see what happens in that tag match and that's going to really kind of shine a light on where we go with the junior title.
1: Hmm. I think the chalk pick is Roppongi 3K successfully defend and Despy successfully defends. But I think it will be, you know, this is just my wishful thinking, but let's say um, Sho and Yo... Fuck it up and lose the, the tag titles immediately and it's show's fault and then Yo gets pissed off, beats up Show, breaks up the tag team, and then we have new heelish Yo facing off against Despie for the singles title. And maybe Yo wins. We get a new new heel junior champion. That will be a, a refreshing change of pace. Although I do love Despie as champion, I have no desire to see him lose, but I think that will be an interesting shake up. But it's not gonna happen.
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean it seems like a long way to get there, right? Like that title just flopping back and forth. Just have him not win the first time. <laughs> Why give him the title down? Anyway, who cares, right?
1: That's, that's what we all can agree on. Who cares? <laughs> all right. And then the next thing is uh, Okada, who is also taking the month off, is challenging the champion at the Tokyo Dome. So, you know, there's questions about whether or not this is deserved because Osprey did call Okada out specifically. Of course, Okada beat Osprey at Wrestle Kingdom 15. Like his most recent win is the EVA win. It's one of those situations where I should be holding it to a high standard and deeper scrutiny, but I guess the priority now is is cool matches and, and bums in seats. So I don't know. Maybe I should just turn a blind eye and say, "Give me the stars." But um, I don't know about this one. I would have liked to have seen a bit more setup. I would have liked to have seen Okada to do something or win something more recent to earn this title shot at the Tokyo Dome.
0: Yeah, the only the only problem I have with this is the fact that you know, Okada really isn't what you would call a number one contender, right? In the sense of, you know, he... I mean, he was, he was tossing the first round in the New Japan Cup. And you can't just fucking hand-wave things like that. Now, I get the fact that Chaos, um, Okada, and Will... Will has never beaten Okada... Um, Okada is still Okada, and there is a little, you know, respect in the name. And if anybody's going to walk out of that locker room and be like, you know what, I'm getting a fucking title shot, it's him, right? It would be much different if it were fucking, again, not to bring him up again, but if fucking Taguchi walked out, right, and <laughs> chow, you know. Will specifically called him out to to have it because Will knows I haven't beaten him, and until I beat him, then I'm I'm at, I'm still at a certain level, right? So in his in his mind, he's thinking I got to beat this guy to be considered the guy, even though I beat Ibushi for the title. Um, so I I'm I'm not dying on that hill. I'm okay with it. It is a New Japan thing where guys who you might not expect, you know, to, not in the best position to make a challenge challenge. At, at the time, but I think of who Okada is. I mean, aside from Tanahashi, it really feels like it's those two guys that could do that at any point, and it'd be like, okay, sounds good. You know what I mean? They've earned that right to do that. Um, here's also what I like. He's not... Re- uh, you mentioned it. He's not wrestling on any of these shows, right?
1: He's A month off, you said? Yeah, that's correct. So they're giving time off to a lot of people, like I mentioned, J.Y., Ibushi, and Okada having most of this tour off. Okay. I like that. I, I do. I think that's a good
0: idea. We know we have these shows coming up. We need solid main events. We also have G1 right around the corner. Um, and again, not in the summer months, but you know, as as we get into the late summer and after the Olympics. Um which are still taking place, which is pretty amazing. Um, I like the idea of giving guys some time off. I, I don't have a problem with it. So, okay. And again, I think this is going to be a great match. There is, see, here's for me. There is this story. Look, this company had a plethora of not only talented pro wrestlers, Pro wrestlers who had the gift of being able to captivate an audience. Instantly, Joel. In a dome environment, Okada and Osprey. Seriously, that's 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 sexy. That's fucking great. You know what I mean? And and Okada the Challenger. I want I want that to sink in for a second. Fuck the ladder match. Fuck the blindfold. Fuck that in the butthole. What we got around the corner is a guy who makes things important. Instantly makes things important. And there's not many pro wrestlers who can do that. And and what we had for years were two, maybe three guys who could do that. Tanahashi, Okada, maybe even Naito. They could do that. They don't grow on fucking trees, these pro wrestlers, that can A, work with the best of them, and B, captivate a crowd. We've got a dome show, and I don't care how many people are going to be in this building, with Will Ospreay, who can fucking do things in the ring that are amazing in a world title match where Okada, again, is the challenger. That is sexy. That is what we signed up for. Get into it. Get into it, people. That's that's what we want. That's the shit we want. Get into it. I'm into it.
1: Alright, so a few questions on this. Jeremiah says, is Okada's title match set up to make him the super number one babyface again by winning in the dome, trashing the new belt, and pulling the V4 and IC back out again? Would that would that be a short pants,
0: short trunk moment?
1: <laughs> but do you see
0: what I mean though? Like like the short trunks, like that people will never forget that. Because Fans care about that, and it may seem silly, but I, don't, I think that was absolutely planned. People care about that. If if that happened, that that fandom would be partying in the streets.
1: All right. Yeah. You know, maybe, we, maybe if there's something they can announce before the match, if, if Ricardo's like, "Look, if I win this thing, I want my old belt back." Yes. Yes. Yes yes
0: yes lean into it yes yes <laughs> yes i
1: mean someone better be listening from the company we're giving you so many good ideas for free here the stretchers and now this you can yes. have it you're welcome you to it. it yeah
0: take it it's free he announces presser look i'm having this match with osprey Abushi apparently, could make the fucking rules and merge belts and whatever. Okay, and then then I have that power too because I'm fucking Okada and I carried this goddamn company for years. If I win this fucking title, we're going back. I want my old belt back. I want. I don't give a shit about the Intercontinental title. It could go fucking, you could toss that in the bin. I, I want this back to where it was. We're forgetting these past three months. This is this is what this is. There's a history to this. That's how you build up a fucking and Osprey's like, no, no, no. I want my own fucking I want this is the United Empire. I want my own, uh, 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 you know, path to glory and I don't need all the, the and he plays that up and away we go. And then not only are we battling for the title, we're battling for people's emotional investment in the company. People are cheering and on the edge of their seats because they want it back. (sighs) This is not going to happen, is it?
1: But, but no no absolutely would. not 0% chance of that happening but uh, it's fun to think about anyway <laughs> Dylan says do you think New Japan and RevPro will follow through with Osprey wanting to rename the RevPro title the IWGP British Heavyweight Championship and would the name change be of any benefit to either company
0: Um,
1: I don't know do you think RevPro would want that Uh, yeah I think they'd be into that actually I mean as long as they have access to it and you know they can book it the way they want I think it'll it's their world title promotion
0: maybe I mean I think they I don't know know, I I mean that's, that's probably a question you should be asking them if they'd be open to that but on the surface it's not a horrible idea Really not. Hmm. I mean,
1: Andy's online, right?
0: Fucking hit him up. <laughs> Ask him.
1: Chris says, what will they main event the Yokohama Stadium with? They've booked the Osprey Shingo Okada title matches either side of it. So, yeah, we've got our, well, half our, well, one participant of our main event for Tokyo Dome, but nothing for Yokohama Stadium. Any guesses and what you think that could be? And that's what? How many weeks after... I think it's two weeks before wow. Yeah. Before? So let, let me check. Uh I've got the schedule here. So Yokohama Stadium is May fifteenth and Tokyo Dome is May twenty-ninth.
0: Oh. Well, you would think there would be something leading into Dome.
1: Never six man title? <laughs> We don't have a date for Ibushi versus Cobb. We don't have the IWGP tag title match yet.
0: Right.
1: I don't know. It's it's weird, isn't it? Because I don't think we're going to get a world heavyweight title match on that show. But they've oh. got to put something sexy there to... It's a, it's a fucking stadium show, so... Forbidden door? Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I, I don't know. I, like, that's your guess is as good as mine you're right we don't have places for those matches that we just mentioned but imagine not having it a, a title match oh you know world title heavyweight title whatever they call it this week hmm. i don't know that's a great question i don't have an answer uh boo says what is
1: the alcohol of choice to medicate yourselves through this trash tour anything special for yano versus former iwgp heavyweight and ic champion evil for the 2021 KOPW provisional title i mean do you think damon that from what we've gone through do you think this tour is trash
0: um i think there are certain matches that i don't have any interest in um that being said people just might want to watch it just to be like all right how the fuck is this going to work out like those two matches that that um that i got very disappointed with i mean people might want to see Tai Chi and fucking Tonga Loa. See what they do. Um, I don't think it's a trash tour. I think it's, I mean, look, you gave me the best of the best though. Like you didn't give me the whole entire show of each night. So I'm guessing there's a trillion multi-man tags, uh, in every one of them. Look, my best advice would be this. Cherry pick what you want to see. You know what I mean? Don't go out of your way. Um, if you, if if you have two hours to spare and you want to watch it, watch it, but don't feel obligated to watch, um, watch what you want to watch and let's see where the fucking chips fall. Uh, look, I'm still, I'm, nothing is going to knock me off the mountain of being excited for Will and Okada. Nothing's going to knock me off that mountain. Nothing's going to knock me off that mountain of being excited for Will and Shingo again. Nothing's going to knock me off that mountain. Um... Nothing's going to knock me off the mountain of the possibility of Cobb and Hanare being a devastating tag team and fucking running rough shot and leading to Tekker's Cobb-Hanare. I think Hanare and, what was it, Hanare and Sonata and, okay, I mean, that's a big spotlight match for Hanare. I'm excited for that. Uh, Naito and and, uh, Okan, okay, I'm excited. Let's see where that goes, who gets a win there, and, you know, make sure everything's on the hunky-dory side. Um, so there's things you can lean into. Are you going to sit there and, and watch like uh, the blindfold match? <sighs> it's not for me. It's not for me. Um, if, if, if Joel texts me and says, Damon, you're going to fucking... This match was unbelievable. I'll watch it. I'm not anti-watching it. It's just on paper. It means nothing to me. So my advice... Cherry pick. Pick
1: your spots. Parker says, with no matches announced until May, how hurt do you think Okada is? And with Shingo and Will now elevated to champion level programs, who picks up the slack in the middle? And who else might be joining them with Tana and Naito seemingly shifted down cards permanently? So uh, a lot there. One, do you think Okada is really hurt? And two, who do you think is picking up the slack in the, the mid card or the upper mid card?
0: I think you're looking at him. Um, i mean i think the tag team situation is kind of heating up and and even from a junior perspective that's heating up so um there's there's your middle programs for a decent bit um yeah M- empire
1: boys you look i'm looking
0: at okan Cobb, our yep yep they're they're going to be expected to help you know bridge this gap um okada's hurt but he's always hurt he's been hurt for years and that's you know it, it, He's gonna he's gonna rest. He's gonna stretch. He's gonna rehab. He's gonna you know do what he can to fucking get in wrestling shape. And it's amazing when the fucking music hits and the money falls from the sky and he does his thing and and he pops through the curtain and he turns into fucking Superman. That's what he does. Um, that's what pro wrestlers do. So yeah, he, I, I'm sure he's hurt. I I mean they would they wouldn't. this is the opportunity for to give guys rest and there's no uh surprise that okada is on that list to rest let's put it that way
1: and last question on this tour counter potters do you think the new booking style is indicative of trying to pack houses during the pandemic or part of this new era will this stuff last so that's ryan from countdown pods uh i see it as uh, something that is going to continue. As long as we have restricted attendances, I think when we can go, whenever this, whenever it is, when we can go back to having one hundred percent attendances, then we will see less of this content era. I think, but you know, it could be a long way where it could be a year or more. So get used to it. And like Damon said, cherry pick. You don't have to watch everything. Just watch the top matches from the card. Just like what we've done, go through the schedule, circle the matches that are interesting to you, and just watch those.
0: Yeah. Here's the good news. If you are a person that's like, I love these fucking ladder matches and and gimmick matches, cherry pick them. You watch those, yeah. Um, I think there's enough there though that that that'll keep things interesting for people who like the good wrestling matches, like like the exciting feuds. I think there's. I don't think it's as as gar. Again, I want. I would not ask anyone to sit through all these and watch them just because you're a fan. Just because you have to wear a fucking badge to say yeah, I did it. Okay, great. Well, I got a life. I ain't doing that.
1: Alright, so I would like to talk about New Japan Strong. Uh, We have the Strong Openweight Championship revealed. So the New Japan Cup USA winner is going to become the first champion. And TJ says, as someone who actually watches strong, does a new title make the product more interesting to you? Would you have preferred to use the US title for this instead of creating a new title? And does this change who you think wins the tournament? Um, I think in an ideal world, we would have shifted everything. So we would have mocks with the intercontinental title. We'd have the US title as the prize here. And then we could have just kept the IWGP heavyweight title as it is. But you know that's not how it's played out. And I, I think this is a good move, having a strong title. Because... Uh, that means that whatever happens on Strong is not dictated by whatever's going on with John Moxley. Um, he's off doing his own thing, which we'll talk about. So this is good. I think having the Strong title gives those guys uh, something to fight for. And does it change who I think is going to win the tournament? Hmm. Uh, I really don't know. Again, this that that whole tournament is one. Probably the most exciting thing for me in New Japan at the moment because, I, again, I know we predicted Clark Connors, but I'm not confident about that. I've still got no idea who's going to win that tournament. Could could be anyone, given that there's a new belt up for grabs now.
0: I love the idea of a belt, staying independent from everything else and it being a focal point of that show. I think, that, I think it's needed. I think, I think that's what you want. Um, again, shockingly enough, simple pro wrestling, once again, here's the title that we're all fighting for and that's going to be the most important thing in this company love it um that tournament starts this friday correct correct yeah that's must watch that i think that tournament is must watch new japan television absolutely
1: uh also on the uh, corollary mox called out yuji nagata and matthew says based on mox challenge do you think nagata will go to the u.s for strong Or will they wait until Mox can come to Japan? I feel it might make more sense to do it on Strong since Nagata isn't essential for their shows in Japan. And Bray says, do you think a good end goal would be to combine the US belt with a world like the IC was? I feel there's no point to it now that the Strong title is around. Commando Bray says, where will the new Strong title fall in the pecking order of belts? Or will it just be on New Japan Strong and never see Japan? How does it impact the US title? I don't think it does. I think this is going to be exclusive to Strong. I'll be surprised if it makes it to Japan. Um, I... Gun to my head, I would say that Nagata-Mox match for the US title is on strong. Would it stun me if it ended up on Dynamite? Not really. Uh, Would I be shocked if uh, John Moxley decides to do quarantine and go to Japan to defend that title and have the the Nagata match in Japan? Yeah, that would be a big surprise to me because if you're going to have Mox in Japan then you could get a sexier opponent than Nagata. So, I don't know if if Nagata, for whatever reason, it's easier for him to travel to the States or, or whatever, but uh, yeah, gun to my head, I think that Moxie nagata match is going to be on strong.
0: Yeah, uh, I, I would, if I'm a betting man, I would say that's the case. And again, it's probably easier for him to get uh, into the country here um, as opposed to Mox having to quarantine for 14 days. And again, no disrespect to Yuji Nagata, uh, not uh, Yuji... <laughs> I felt like I had to give my New Japan Cup picks for a minute there. Um, <laughs> he, uh uh I lost my train of thought. Yes. Uh it'll be in Strong. That's that's where you'll see that title.
1: Alright, so let me go on to this week's episode of Strong. Uh did you watch it, Damon? Uh no. Oh, you really should. It was a good one. I'll go. I'll lay it out. So uh, first match: Rocky Romero beat Kevin Knight in eight minutes thirty-nine seconds with an armbar. Uh, one of the things I, I low-key enjoy about Strong is that it allows Rocky to show off his diversity because he can be the plucky underdog babyface, he can be the comic relief in a Mighty Man tag, or he can be uh, like it was here, the po-faced uh, grizzled veteran who's teaching a lesson to a young line. Um, he's he's a man of many hats. Rocky and Kevin Knight continues to impress. He's uh, very athletic, very intense. And he's going to learn so much in matches like this. And it was a routine win for Rocky, but really good match. Some very smooth transitions. I think they're a clear step above your standard young line squash. I think Rocky gave just enough here to make Kevin Knight still look good despite losing. And second match was TJP and Alex Coglin beating Mysterioso and Jordan Clearwater in thirty minutes fifty six, with TJP pinning Clearwater after a mamba splash uh this i think is a really good test of what you do on strong with four guys who are not in the tournament not in any factions not got any pre-existing programs the simple answer is you just put them out there to have a fast energetic exciting tag match no real stakes no real consequences but really enjoyable little match to keep these guys particularly alex Coglin, in your mind uh very fun exchange between tjp mysterioso Uh, mysterioso and clearwater i thought did a very good job helping to showcase alex Coglin's power which seems to be the feature that they want to highlight with Coglin And I do like the idea of having something you can hang your hat on with each young line. So Coghlin is the power boy, Clark Connors is the technique boy, Kevin Knight is the athletic boy. Uh, and Coglin didn't feel like the young line in the match, as you know, they might do on the main roster. He feels like he's competitive with these guys. And anyone is fair game for, for the win or the loss, which adds a nice unpredictability to New Japan's strong. Maybe not traditional, but I mean let's be real here. Clark Connors, Alex Coughlin, they're two of the biggest talents on this show, by far. And and sure, you're using this show to give some shine to independent talents who aren't doing anything right now. But but really, I think the aim for the show should be to get fans champing at the bit, ready to see what's next for Clark Connors and Alex Coughlin and Kevin Knight, because they're the future of this company. And I think they look like they've got all the tools to succeed. I'm not saying they need to win every every match every week or get the rocket strap anything like that but just subtle things like making Coglin the star of the tag match or having Clark go over TJP in the qualifier make it into the tournament or or having Kevin Knight push serious Rocky Murray to a competitive singles match little things like that to to start establishing these guys because because they're the future right um we had an interview segment with Team Filthy uh, I really like this group just a, a pack of cocky arsehole jocks you think They think they're better than everyone else on the show, but they also left a little breadcrumb of Discord there with Chris Dickinson saying, are you going to let me answer my own question to Tom Lawler? Tom Lawler's pulling the face, showing a bit of passive-aggressive body language. J.R. Kratos with a little, you know, what's up with this guy gesture. So you know something's brewing there. It's not reinventing the wheel, but they give you a reason to care about them and their matches and their dynamics, so you're going to have to have your eyes glued to any further Lawler and Dickinson interactions now. Very, very basic, but it's also very effective, which... Brought us on to our main event where Team Filthy beat Brody King and the Regal Twins in 11 minutes, 9 seconds after Chris Dickinson KO'd Sterling Regal. Uh, I love the Brody King and Regal Twins team. Um, just the visuals of the monstrous Brody King in the middle and these two little fellas either side of them with their tattoo shirts trying to look like Brody King. It's very funny to me. And um, In ring, Regal Twins are getting better and better. Dare I say reminiscent of the Young Bucks in terms of the smoothness, the speed, the synergy of their dual offence. They're really good, Damon. As I was alluding to earlier, I think the New Japan Junior Tag Division desperately needs the Regal Twins. If it were up to me, they would be flying over for, um, at the latest, the Super Junior Tag League uh, and would be running the table. But if they could get them over sooner, they should. I think individually, they also make really good baby faces in peril because they're relatively small. They're very good at selling. uh, And this came across very well in the match with Sterling Regal getting separated and then systematically battered by Team Filthy. Eventually we got the hot tag for Brody King who cleans house and it was an amazing spot right where uh, Brody is about to launch Sterling across the ring at Tom Lawler for a super drop kick but then Jr. Kratos intercepts it he pounces Sterling in midair and just sends him absolutely flying it was the best thing I've seen all week the timing, the execution, the creativity and all in all really really good match here and the post match we got Tom Lawler telling Chris Dickinson to break Sterling Regal's arm and then Chris is saying no, no he's had enough we've already won, leave it and then Jack Kratos comes in and stamps on his arm anyway while Dickinson's watching. And Dickinson's obviously uncomfortable with it. So, you know, you can see the breakup coming, Damon. You can see the Dickinson versus Lawler clash on the horizon. And they're telegraphing it. But that's not a bad thing. I, I love it. I love the simplicity of it. Because it's all executed so well. It's very satisfying. You know, I don't need ladder matches for iron fingers or blindfold matches or, you know, people attacking their girlfriends, convoluted title unifications. I just want two bad dudes Don't like each other. They're going to have a fight and hit each other really hard. And Strong is delivering exactly that. And and I'm telling you, Damon, for me, this show was top to bottom more enjoyable than Saccharogenesis. I don't even think Saccharogenesis was a bad show. I liked it well enough. But Strong are really hitting their stride now. And and for me, it's must watch TV. Wow.
0: That's nice. All right. Again, I'm all in this week. I've already carved out the time to to, to watch. So I'm in on this tournament. I think it's. uh, I think it's. you know, if if I'm carving time out, we're we're excited for it. So yes, okay, I'm in. This past show, you're saying good, and you've said the past couple of shows have been good. So again, I don't know what I, we got to We got to make this. Uh, we got to we got to carve out the time to watch. You're doing a great job doing it. You're you're standing at the top of the fucking mountain with the bullhorn. We need to get on board. Everybody needs to get on board with this strong shit. So, um, yep, that's me. So I'm guilty as charged. But this week that changes this tournament's going to be fun alright so that brings
1: us to the end of the show and I, I'm going to finish on a serious note here with a request from our uh, uh, loyal listener John M. Wright, who would like me to mention that April is sexual assault awareness month so sexual assault happens every day yet recent reports say over 94% of rapists roam free 8 out of 10 sexual assaults are committed by someone who knows the victim. Based on data from surveys, it is estimated that 734,630 people were raped or threatened, attempted or completed in the United States in 2018. Yet, despite the increase in self-reports of rape and sexual assault, there was a decrease in reporting to police from 2017 to 2018. 40% of rapes and sexual assaults were reported to police in 2017, but only about 25% were reported to police in 2018. Maybe you tried to reach out before and were failed by the system. Maybe you're unsure of what sexual assault is. Whatever the case, the National Sexual Assault Hotline is there for you. 800-656-HOPE. 4673. That's 800-656-HOPE. Together, we can end sexual violence. For Americans living abroad, get help in an emergency by locating the nearest embassy or consulate. You can also call the State Department's emergency numbers from the US uh, and Canada, 1-888-407-4747 and from overseas, plus 1-202-501-4444. If you're a member of DOD community, you can access the DOD's safe helpline for life, one-on-one support, services confidential, anonymous, secure... And available worldwide 24-7. So, there you go. Uh, that is Sexual awareness, sexual Assault Awareness Month. Um, other stuff, uh, redcircle.com forward slash shows forward slash super dash j dash cast. If you want to give some money our way to show appreciation for what we do, we've got some uh, big bucks in. Last month, Damon. So, thank you very, very yeah. much for the people who donated. We don't know who you are. If you want to reach out privately and say, hey, that was us, we'd be very happy to give you a shout out on the show. We, we really do appreciate it. Uh, any money you do send, we, we split three ways between me and Damon and editor Dan, and we're all very happy to receive it. So, thank you for your generosity. Uh, Discord link is in the show notes if you want to uh, get in, involved in some of the chat there. At Cobra Kawaii and ProWrestlingTs.com forward slash SuperJcast for our t shirts. And manscaped.com, use our promo code JCast to get some great discounts there. Um, thanks as always to Editor Dan on Twitter at LousyHero219. Subscribe to the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network for other great shows. Give us a five snake review and kind words on iTunes to help us get up the rankings. Follow us on Twitter at SuperJCast. Thank you everyone for listening and goodbye.